Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite TV shows and movies. We are an inclusive podcast that focuses on the voices that are ignored. We are all nerds here. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yo, yeah. yo. Oh, it's your boy Neves, Uh-oh. a.k.a. Watch with Neves, <laughs> And I'm here with my co-host Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Mountain Time. <laughs> Central Time, sir. I know, but I don't understand Mountain Time. I don't know where that even came from. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought Mountain Superior Time meant one. like, the higher you go on the mountains, that that's the time limit for like the high people at high elevation. They get their own time zone. That's what I used to. That think. makes a lot of sense, though. Right? Yeah. According to Einstein, time is relative. So the higher you go, <laughs> the more. True. Listen, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Jazz, welcome to the show. We missed you last episode. I think you were yeah, out. I had a really weird night that night. My friend uh, had a flat tire. And oddly enough, you had a flat tire that day too. If I, I did. I did yeah. have a flat tire. So I had to go help a friend of mine. He was like 20 minutes away. He was staying with me uh, from Austin. And so it was just a bad time. I know. I was like, uh, Jazz went to go save the princess because we were doing <laughs> a Mario episode and Jazz went to go help <laughs> one of his friends. <laughs> I will let him know he's a princess. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Jazz, we got some incredible guests today. I am so excited for today's episode. I think I've been trying to get this episode done for almost like a year. Uh, back wow. when, yeah, for real, because I was a a little bit of I was a nobody on uh, on TikTok doing my thing, doing reality shows, doing a little bit about representation, and then uh, this guy. I just happened to follow him. I think his name is Asif. Um, he was you controlling your account, the TikTok for the halal gap, I believe. Yeah. And and I just like I was like, oh cool, Muslim, I'll add you guys. And I see you guys interviewing people here and there. Uh, he followed me back, and like we just started chatting. And then I get an invite to come to this amazing Muslim film festival, and I'm like, what? Little old me? I was so excited. So I, I got invited. I went there. It was the most fun I, I've ever had. I got to meet people. I got to network. It was just so much fun, and I was just blown away by how organized you guys are so i want to introduce you guys to people who who two of the people that work on the moscow film festival who also happen to have their own podcast called the halal gap which 
I love that name. If you don't know what the halal gap is, the halal gap is when a man and a woman are like taking a picture or they're standing next to each other. There's, there's got to be a little bit of gap between them or else it's, it's <laughs> haram. Always, always. Which was really funny because uh, the first season of Miss Marvel actually mentions the halal yeah. gap. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at you guys getting a plug-in. <laughs> How much did you have to pay Sana to get that in there? <laughs> yeah, the big, big. <laughs> uh, love. So I want to introduce you guys to you, Sophia and Sekunder. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys? Man, we're good now that you guys are here, man. We're so excited <laughs> to have you on. Likewise, we're excited to be here. Yeah. Long-time <laughs> listeners, first-time caller. Very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, where, where are you from? Have you always been in uh, Canada? In Canada, yes. Not in Edmonton, though. I'm originally from Calgary, so like three hours south, rival hockey world. Uh, um, so I moved here for a school and then just kind of stayed. The only thing I know about Calgary is that's where Brett the Hitman Hart is from. And I, I was, a, I, I was a big wrestling fan. <laughs> that's the only thing I know. Yeah, uh, as was my father, who was also very excited to be in that city. With <laughs> so, yeah. Fun fact, Sophia's middle name is actually Brett. Yeah, don't, I told you not to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, Brett Malami. <laughs> Rolls off uh, the tongue. That's so funny. <laughs> and Sekunda, you used to be in New York for a while, right? I was, man. That's how we have like 100 mutual connections. But uh, yeah, I went to school in New York and then hung around there for a bit and was back and forth for a long time. And now back in permanently in Edmonton. So when did you leave New York? Because I, I have a funny story that I'm going to share and completely embarrass you. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. I was I was still back and forth there pretty much right until COVID. But I left like I was permanently left there like around 2015. Oh, yeah. So 2015, 2016 is probably when I got into the New York scene. Uh, I wasn't really in the scene until yeah, around 2016, I believe. So I met a bunch of people and I'd always hear them talk about this guy named Sikander. <laughs> and people would be like, he's so cute. He's so good looking. Oh, boy. <laughs> but you had already left. So there happened to be another guy named Sikander. And like I... <laughs> And he was not that cute. And I was just like, <laughs> what's wrong with these girls? <laughs> like, like oh, man. I, I was like, these girls have like really low bar. Like the way they were talking <laughs> about him, I thought he was like a model. And then when I came to Canada and I met you and I'm like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> what a compliment. Wow. Oh, I appreciate that. And I feel bad for this other Sikander who's uh, maybe going to stumble across <laughs> this podcast at some point. And, I know. Yeah, all the others in New York are crying. Yeah. Right I know. I'm sorry. R.I.P. to all the other seconders. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. No, no. That's really cool, man. And we're really glad to meet you guys. Uh, what do you guys do outside of the... We're going to get into the Moscars and the Halal Gap, but do you guys do anything outside of that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Like what? What, what are your I, real jobs? I was laughing because this is not a paid gig, so I was just... <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is just a labor of love. Um, but so I work in nonprofit. Um, so I'm a project manager at a nonprofit and I work with um, after school programs for vulnerable kids as well as uh, addiction related stuff. Oh, very good. Very good, man. Noble stuff. We love that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Sophia's yeah. the noble one out of the two of us. And uh, I am on the opposite Sikander's side. Sikander's the, the visionary. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I help run a venture and growth capital firm. So I, we invest in a whole bunch of different businesses and then hope, hopefully see them grow and then go from there. But uh, everything from childcare to dry cleaning to manufacturing to real estate, we're, we're all over the place. Wow. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. It, all right. I, 
I love that you guys have the dynamic of like one person being the honorable one and one person <laughs> being the capitalist one. The and raging <laughs> capitalist, yeah. Because me and Jazz talk about it where I'm the halal one and Jazz is the haram one on our show. Oh, <laughs> oh, like <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. No, no, that's awesome, man. Um, so tell us a little bit about the halal gap because I got to be on that uh, an episode. Mm. It was so much fun. You guys are not like our podcast because you guys are professional. You guys actually have your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and everything probably. yeah, like, you know what, you know, like, um, the YouTube clip of this, I use their image that with that I just repurposed, I repurposed hey, their image. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? It's all good, that's all good. No, yeah, we are, um, we're on season four now of the halal gap. So we started in 2019, and the intent was basically to be somewhat of an extension of what we're working on with the Moskers, which is to try to give more of a platform to Muslim artists and creatives, right? And so, you know, while the, the main festival that we host is predominantly fo focused on, on film, with the halal gap, we wanted to try to extend that to other creatives as well, right? So we still sit down and do long format interviews with um, Muslim creatives in the film industry we also do it with people in all different walks of life. So we've had, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that you're a wrestling fan. We had Mustafa Ali, who's a WWE wrestler mm. on the podcast before. We've had, you know, obviously we've had, you know, actors and writers and directors and all sorts of people like that. We've also had professional gamers and comedians. And so it's a pretty wide and diverse array of Muslim creatives that we that we sit down and chat with and kind of get a sense from them as to what are those gaps of representation that they've seen throughout their career and their journey, um, as well as, you know, what are they working on to help help fill those gaps? So a little bit of a wordplay on the halal gap, but uh, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been a fascinating four seasons and we continue to have some amazing guests like yourself, Neebs, uh, join us and talk about what they're up to. Listen, you guys had some really, really good, and you just you just reminded me of something. I know how I found you guys. You guys had someone named Donish McBool on course, your show. Yeah, I, yeah, I grew up with him. Like we were neighbors, so like he knows everything. He knows about the time I got my ear cut off. He knows oh, the time. Man. He knows about the time I burned my brother's hair. Like he, oh, he, he, he has. Oh, wow, let's get into that. He's got dirt on me, that guy, <laughs> and I got dirt on him too. So, That's but awesome. yeah, yeah, we grew up together. So I was like, oh, I recognize him on your show. But you guys have some really, really cool guests. Like. I really enjoy uh, tuning into your podcast. Um, I listen to it in the car. I, I, I love checking out the clips of the videos. So you guys are it. like, you know, you're the bar for us, man. We're, we're going to get there one day. No, so, man. We're just all learning from each other, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are as equal amounts the bar for us. We're, I'm watching all the time, dude. How do we make our clips go viral? How do we I, make that happen, Neebs? I don't know. Listen, I think my, one, of the, one of my clips went viral for you guys where I was talking That's about right, Midnight Mass. Yes, that's actually true. Uh, I like, All we gotta do is have his face. It's <laughs> it, 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 it a million views. You, you know what it is? Like, it, oh, maybe it's my. I don't it's know if it could laugh. be. I, I oh do have God. an infectious laugh. I do laugh no, a lot. There was that one uh, TikToker reel where it was, you know, that girl said "Assalamu alaikum, bitches." Yeah, yeah. Laughing right <laughs> after that. And everyone commented on your laugh, so I'm like convinced that I have, yeah, I, I, I have a giggle. It's just like not a manly thing to have. So like yeah, people just laugh at my giggle, and it's just infectious. I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. But I also think like you know, we gotta like you know, it's a little bit like um, fun to just like 
talk about people and learn about people. It's super fun to be on other people's show. And like ours is not more of an interview format because like we don't know how to interview people. So we just like to have conversations. We just have like conversations and we kind of just let it flow. And it's relaxed and like spontaneous stuff happens so <laughs> you never know <laughs> like last week we realized that the reason that uh girls don't date daisy men under six foot is because they are behind daisy eugenics <laughs> and they're trying to breed us out <laughs> something like that could it could never happen in an interview. <laughs> oh man, it's got to be spontaneous. Um, but no, I also want to talk about the Moscow Film Festival because I think you guys are doing something so special, and I yes. think it's just starting. And the way you guys do it, it's so awesome. Like you guys don't throw a rinky-dink show. It was professional. It was organized. You guys paid for like my hotel and i'm just like why <laughs> i like, I should be paying you guys to come here it was so <laughs> nice and like you guys threw after parties for the influencers and the creatives and like the uh, celebrities it was really really cool like tell us what was the inception of the moscars film festival and also if you guys don't know moscars equals muslim oscars it's a play on words which i didn't know until like three months after i left the, the <laughs> thing. how did you find out i think asif told me <laughs> asif just, probably found picturing... out then too yeah i'm just picturing like a shower thought you know just like randomly one day and he was like oh i get it now or like but... the thing when like that's so raven gets a vision where yeah. it just like zooms mm. in and you're like oh my god moscars oscars i'm like it doesn't make sense there's no mosque here like what are you guys doing i didn't <laughs> <laughs> it was so it's, a valid, it's a valid concern. It's a valid yes, concern. There are no mosques. I thought I thought we were all gonna pray Maghrib <laughs> and just at the festival. Like I didn't know. We, what was going yeah, on. we did pray Maghrib. There's we time. Maghrib. We we have it in the schedule. Yeah, it, it's really cool. It no, they had so. they had music. They had poetry. They had uh, films. It was awesome time. It was awesome. What's the next one? Uh, when is the next one? Good, good question. October 2023, specifically October 14th. But um, you'll be you'll be getting you'll be getting. Uh, yeah, we're gonna send a save the date to our creative community very very soon. October 13th, 14th. We're hoping maybe even 15th. Might add another day. Ooh, but, um, you heard it here first, yeah. guys. So <laughs> if anybody's go. having a wedding on that date, don't invite me. <laughs> now cancel your wedding and come yeah. to Edmonton instead. Just, yeah, but. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, Sophia, you want if you want to take that question, dive in. Yeah, you know? well, so I mean, it's hard because like Sikander's been there the whole time, so like in terms of a vast fountain of historical knowledge, that's all him. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, uh, the Moscow's was started in 2006 at the University of Alberta here in Edmonton by a group of young Muslim people who was just like, hey, like we want to tell our story we want to kind of change the way people perceive muslims um using film and so it was like in the students union building on campus as a very tiny kind of very local very community-based thing and it was a lot of like just young kids wanting to just pick up a camera and tell their story um, and then since then it has evolved um many many moons later now into an international film festival that is the only one of its kind um, where we kind of showcase and celebrate so much more than just film and we're also um, an international film festival now getting submissions from all around the world um, but we still have a lot of love for our local folks so we um, have a local award that we have we've also started an incubator program this year for local filmmakers here in Alberta um, and yeah that's kind of where we're at and then this past year 
we added um, the event called Opening Credits, which you were exclusively invited to. Um, and that was like Sikander's brainchild. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Go for sure. It. I, could, yeah, I could touch on that a little bit. So yeah, Opening Credits was this idea that we had that we wanted to expand the festival with more of a, a focus on um, you know the creative community as well as like an industry type event, right? Where we could actually put people in a room together who are coming from all different walks of life um, you know, maybe we've got some writers, maybe we've got some videographers, maybe we've got some directors. And the thinking was, if we can put them in a room together, can we create and can we potentially have an opportunity for collaboration that comes out of it? Right. Um, the other aspect of it was, you know, if you give purp purposeful space to that the creative community you know um it, a lot of times they don't get that opportunity to actually meet in person right you might know people kind of in the periphery on social media um you know or through different virtual you know rooms that might be available especially coming out of covid but there really hadn't been this purposeful gathering of muslim creatives that had ever existed so we were able to secure enough funding to help cover some of the cost of you know uh, accommodation and travel for 250 muslim creatives from all over the world um all over the us canada the uk um so we flew them down and uh, and and had this event where you know a we had this amazing space where people could gather and 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 discuss what they're working on and just kind of meet for the first time and then B, we really wanted to fill the room with as many gatekeepers as possible. So this would be, you know, people who work for different studios, people who work for different funding bodies. Um, we wanted them in the room so that we can have a really meaningful conversation around why representation of Muslims is something that they need to be thinking about. Uh, so we had an amazing panel conversation with, um, you know, Zarka Nawaz, who's the the, the founder of Little Mosque on the Prairie, Hamza Huck, who's the star of Transplant, which is on CTV and NBC here in, in CT, CTV in Canada, NBC in the States. Um, we had uh, Claude Jolicoeur, who's the chairperson of the National Film Board of Canada. Uh, and we had Sahar Jahani, who's uh, an incredible writer. So, you know, it was just like this awesome conversation that, that spurred from uh, just having these four incredibly talented people on the panel. And then you know, we were also able to put everybody up in the same hotel, which made that in itself be like this organic way that people could connect and and hopefully collaborate on projects as they came out of it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, no, it was really, really cool. And it was really educational for me because it was the first time I heard a term which I have been using religiously now because people always ask, like, is this good representation? Is this bad representation? And someone, I don't remember who said it, but it was at the... Uh, the Moscow Film Festival uh, pre-party, uh, they said there's no such thing as good representation. There's just authentic representation and inauthentic representation. And I was like, wow, that <laughs> that blew my mind. And I'm like, you're right, because good is so subjective, right? But for something to totally. be authentic you can understand you can watch a show like miss marvel and be like this is authentic i remember growing up and having similar things but then you watch some of this stuff on netflix and like every girl taking off her hijab for some white man and it's like a white man <laughs> like what 
typical like it's just like so funny <laughs> and i'm just like oh, what is wrong with netflix why are they doing that and they, or they show them like praying and it's like completely just like yoga <laughs> like i don't understand yeah. what they're doing right um so i was really like it blew me away it's it, like you're gonna learn something yeah uh, at, at, when you go to these things i think yeah no really cool. i appreciate that and i think one of the things that we're wa wanting to do as we move into this year's event is you know i think we all kind of recognize now that now that you know like you said authentic nuanced representation and diverse representation is important. I think we've kind of come to that conclusion as a collective community. So now the next step is like, what do we do about that, right? So right. we're really trying to tailor this year's opening credits event specifically, which is that industry night that you talked about. Um, we're, we're trying to tailor that to like, okay, now what, you know? So we want to put in on the panel, you know, heads of major festivals. We want to actually have people who are executive producers at different studios and actually ask them like what are we what are you looking for you know what is it that we can be doing as a community or as individual creatives that can actually get us into the room that can actually get us the exposure that i think you know so many of us are looking for so so hopefully we can continue to build on the conversation this year rather than just kind of you know rehash the conversation because i i, I think we're kind of all getting tired of just rehashing the same conversation yeah That's absolutely so important like yeah, building beyond just what you always do, that's very important. I'm so glad y'all are thinking long term here and not mm -hmm. just doing the same thing over and over like some festivals do. <laughs> <laughs> I trust me, this is going to be a, a big thing. Like I see so much potential in this, and like you guys are right about like people getting together and you know creating with other uh, influencers and other content creators because just like I think two weeks ago we had Marina Riyadh on our show talking about love is blind and she's someone I met on the bus to the Moscow <laughs> Film Festival so like it's just one of those things that like, you can meet someone anywhere right and also it proves that like you know Muslims are not a monolith we don't have the same like everyone doesn't have the same opinions because like she and me butted heads on the show because we have completely different opinions on the sh on love is blind and it was really okay, really wait, fun. wait, what, what what's your opinion on love is blind oh man so we went back about Jackie and and uh, okay. if Jackie is a good person or if Jackie was in the right I am not a fan of Jackie yeah, uh, me neither. She she loved Jackie. She loved Jackie. And I was like, what? You're crazy here. And like, I was defending Marshall a little bit. And he, I don't really love Marshall either. But like, I still think like he got it worse than Jackie. And Jackie got left off a little easy on the hook, man. She, what yeah, what are off. Jackie's redeeming qualities? According? <laughs> like, what, what? She found love. I guess. In a hopeless place. <laughs> love is blind. She found yeah. love after she saw the guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all those shows kind of like make me scratch my head, you know? Like, I just finished Indian matchmaking last night with my wife. Oh, yeah. And it's funny how the, I mean, this might be a spoiler. I don't know if you guys do spoiler alerts, but We've spoiler alert. The episodes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me that the only relationship that actually worked out on that show is a relationship that came about which had nothing to do with Simanti. It's oh, like, yeah, like yeah. how insane is that? That this is now like what three, four seasons in, and there hasn't been even one success story that they can highlight. So, like, so we, how we is have the show theory. still on? Go we on. have a theory about that. We're not even sure that the relationships that are shown that are not using Fima Auntie are real either. I have a theory that they were already dating and they went on the show, got went on a few fake dates, and then just told Sima Auntie, by the way, I found someone on my own, uh. but but your your words have really touched me and they really <laughs> helped me find somebody. So they have an excuse to keep showing their story. And they're the yeah. worst part of the show. I do not oh. care about people who found love. <laughs> 
not using the matchmaking because that's just regular people. I don't care about regular people. Exactly. Why is this a show? Yeah. No. Hey, it's called brown dating. That's exactly. That's exactly. Have out of all of the like out of all of the reality shows though, have you guys watched Temptation Island? No, I because haven't. It is the best one. Because like, okay, you know. Doesn't it always from... come out around Har- uh, Ramadan time though? <laughs> 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 like, you gonna name a show Temptation Island during yeah, Ramadan? I, it, it moves back ten days every year yeah, too. I mean, the <laughs> production <laughs> team knows. But seriously, Kate, I, I like I do like the Bachelor franchise. I indulge in that. But it when you're watching it, it's like so gross, right? Like you, there's moments yeah. where you're like this is so exploity, and it feels a little gross to to enjoy watching this. With Temptation Island, everyone leaves the island better. Not everyone. Most people leave the island better than they were. The host is, I swear to you, a therapist, like a what? couple's therapist. It's like it's so good, and like the, they did a couple of things in the first season that they don't do anymore, which I think is good because those could have gone awry. But I like those seasons, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. <laughs> Start with season one, but like I swear, if you watch it and aren't immediately addicted, I will give you each like well, wait, which what channel is it on? <laughs> it's is it on, on like Crave. Oh, is okay. okay, okay. Crave is like the it. Canadian version of like of HBO, Showtime, and HBO. Hulu, yeah, everything. Hulu. It's like a catch-all. Anyway. Yeah, oh, it just man. all the things we don't have a platform to host. <laughs> Literally. Um, all, all you Canadian stuff, it's kind of like going to Walmart and getting these brands you've never heard of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what, is, what, is, what is Kirkland? <laughs> you know what, Kirkland? That's Costco, what man. Kirkland that's, that's universal. <laughs> you're the Kirkland water. Hey, listen, like if you don't just... <laughs> that just means you're bougie, man. That doesn't mean you're yeah, not Yeah, you're not buying no, Costco. No. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you guys did give us We Are Lady Parts, so shout out to you guys Dude, for that. So that is good. a yeah. great show. Speaking it's of We Are Polite Lady Parts, yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen Polite Society? Not, Not yet. It's yeah. on. Oh I'm my god, you guys, you guys must watch it. It's so good. I just did a review on it. Think of like, um, it's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's it like, looks like Scott Pilgrimish. Yeah, it's like Bend It yeah. Like Beckham meets Scott Pilgrim meets Kill Bill meets Get Out. It's just like all these things oh, combined. Yeah. And like basically what it does, it, it takes from so many elements that I feel like this movie is a genre of its own. It's kind of like Daisy Surrealism. It's kind of like, like when everything, like everything everywhere. everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like everything we everywhere all at once. Yeah, yeah. But also like Atlanta. You watch some episodes of Atlanta mm-hmm. and you know how Atlanta uses like surrealism to kind of paint a commentary on race issues? This also does the same thing, but instead of race issues, it's more like generational trauma, patriarchy, stuff that the community kind of like deals with, but it's very subtle. So go into it. You'll love it. It's really, really good. I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to spoil it, but it is a fantastic movie. And Nita Manzur needs to get her flowers, give her the keys to the kingdom, uh, put her in Miss Marvel 2, put her in the Marvels, <laughs> put her in anything that has a brown person in it. I swear to God, she is amazing. Film Fest in October. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. Play. Let's get her out there, man. Let's get her out there. But highly recommend that movie. For awesome. Guys. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it, was, that... it was on the list, but now it's even more on the list. Yeah. It's at the top of the list now. Yeah, but you guys do interview people who make these kind of movies, right? You guys just talked yeah. to somebody who did Mustache, I believe. Yeah. Imran J. Khan, yeah. Yeah, and then there's another one with uh, another guy named Kashif, I believe, and he had Kashif a movie. Kashif yeah. Yeah. Daisy Standard Time Travel. Yeah, it's so wild that people are making these kinds of movies now, and you guys are bringing it to I would have never known about them if I hadn't seen yeah, them man. on your podcast. It's so really, both- really cool. Both Imran and Kashif have gone through, like they've been applicants and submitters. And, and Imran actually won 
literally 20... every award in 2017. Like he swept the awards wow. with um, a short film he did called Drone and the Kid. And uh, it, it was like incredible, absolutely incredible. So Mustache is his first feature. He uh, he was one of the Pillars Fund, uh, oh. whatever, like uh, what, are they, what are they called? Pillar, fellows, I think. Fellows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He's um, no yeah so he <laughs> he leveraged that and obviously he was working on this script for a long time and and got funding to do his first feature and it's it's incredible it won the audience award at south by southwest so uh it'll definitely be getting wide release i'm pretty sure this year and then Kashif um has also we've known Kashif forever and um he just i think he's gonna he's gonna they see standard time travel which is a short film that he made this year uh, I'm fairly certain, 99% certain, it's going to be um, submitted to the Oscars this year. So it's not available for public consumption yet, but definitely come check it out at the Oscars. And we've we've had a chance to see it, um, and uh, it is absolutely incredible. And he got offered a feature development off of his short, so wow. he's now turning that into a feature as well. So it is it's cool because you're not you're not only seeing like. Um, you know, these incredibly creative Muslims make these movies, but you're seeing them make movies that have nothing to do necessarily with like terrorism or 9-11 or right. like anything to do with like trauma porn. Like it's not that it's, you know, mustache is set in the 90s. It's just about like some brown kid growing up in the 90s and having to deal with like prepubescent mustaches. You know what I mean? Like that's that's, that's like a real problem. Exactly. Dude, it's like one of those dudes okay like that was like a universal brown person problem (laughs) (laughs) and you were like what do i do with this like how do i yeah yeah and then and then kashif is making like a sci-fi movie about like a father-son you know connection after a father passes away and it's like such a wildly out there concept which is just so beautifully done and like you know, we talk about, you know, uh, authentic representation. It's all about those like subtle touches, you know, like having set designed in a way that's re- reflective of like a brown household or a Muslim household in, in that time frame. And like, you know, the immigrant experience and having nothing to do again with like war on terror or anything like that. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's really, really cool to see the level of film, but like the quality of the film, but also like just the subject matter that's being covered now. I'm really looking forward to that. The name alone got me, like Daisy Standard Time Travel. Like that alone was like, oh, yeah. take my money, please. Yeah, or, 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 hear me out. Just drop the Google Drive link, and we won't say anything. <laughs> well, actually, no. We did. We did contact him on TikTok, and he said he would be happy to come on our show too. So we oh, just right on. perfect. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna be starting this new thing, and you guys are the first ones to do to do this with. We usually just recap shows, but we're starting to do a little bit more interviews and a little more like casual conversations with people instead of just recapping episodes so we're you know we're taking a little bit and like because we want to talk to people like gosh and we want to talk to people like you guys and like we're slowly building an audience and unlike uh a lot of these other podcasts our audience is actually not majority brown so we're introducing non-brown people to brown culture to brown concepts and it's really great because I don't know why but like white women love me man middle-aged white women they love me (laughs) you out there Gertrude and Becky and Susan and you don't know man Catherine Gertrude. I love them all last year where 95% of our audience were white women 
if the, if the bachelor takes man they like my bachelor takes i, I, I love it yeah, that's I love the way it. it's middle middle-aged woman america white woman america's hearts is like you talk about the bachelor listen we're converting every karen into a karen that's what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> so that's so what's happening sure. i love it like like on april fool's day we played a prank that we were going off the air and so many people left us heartfelt messages who were not brown just saying like we got i learned so much about your culture it was such a breath of fresh air i i you know i talked to my coworkers about you guys and like it broke my heart that we like played this oh joke my on God. Her. i felt so bad i felt so bad i felt oh, so bad that's really beautiful so many people yeah. said these things it was really really nice so i i like the fact that we have an audience who's not predominantly brown and we could introduce them to more you know like brown people culture a lot of this yeah, stuff man. that's going on so we plus like it's good that. to like you know fake trauma every once in a while just so you can get some sympathy and then you know yeah. go back to being like just kidding <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so we do all the time man we, we podcast love that. version of clickbait <laughs> i know yeah. i know listen <laughs> we need more podcasts out there because apparently there's a writer strike going on right now so we might not even have yeah, any content man. for a while i know all I scripted know, content is going out do you remember that back in the day when we were like yeah. kids when the writer strike happened and like it was all just trash yeah. tv for a while yes. yeah they made they made the late night goes guys go back on air and they didn't know <laughs> what to say like it was it was awesome i remember that clearly i remember was that too. late was it 2007 i thought it was, I it was early 2007 no. Oh, it, it like absolutely was. It absolutely maybe there was two, but it absolutely was. There was one in 2007 because the last season of the OC was short because yeah. of the writer strike and like this whatever season of Grey's Anatomy that mm. was too. There was like some stuff going on. I remember and Scrub, Scrubs that, and Community. Game, Community also suffered a little bit. Scrubs suffered yeah. and 24 suffered. So it's whenever those shows were on the air. Yeah, that I was definitely 07 ish. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the OC, I man, I just when that came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was. Yeah, was it was. Man, hey, can we talk about that show? Because like, what a what, what a time. Yeah, it changed music in television. That show. Did I it? Swear. I think so. The way that like like TV shows were scored and like yeah. the music, like because it was that. Because every time I say that, people are like, oh no no, Gossip Girl did that. Same dude. He did the OC first. Ah. So like. They started it there and then it was you know then Grey's Anatomy started using the music and like now I think TV shows like use music a little more like in a different way that I feel like they didn't do before honestly I think Smallville did it first because Smallville used to do that and that was 2001 they would play music after end, end of every episode and I got all my alternative music simple plan and whatever from that show <laughs> I, I didn't know about <laughs> I got everything go. all the Canadian all the Canadian artists man yeah Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver film show Smallville Oh yeah. yeah, a lot of shows are actually there, right? Uh, CW suits. is pretty much CW is pretty much based out of Vancouver. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Uh, yep. Yeah. 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 Tracks. And that suits is Toronto. Sense. Yeah. So basically, yeah. anybody who's trying to be New York but not New York will film in Toronto, and then yeah. anybody who's looking for like just cheap tax credits, maybe an ocean or two, will shoot in Vancouver. And like a forest <laughs> or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for like natural stuff for sure. Yeah. Although we just lost uh, Last of Us season two to vancouver and i was very upset about that oh uh, no because it was all filmed in alberta last year for season one the entire thing was filmed in edmonton calgary and yeah like, you're right yeah yeah mm -hmm. Banff, yeah camor and so Heartbreak. sad 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 yeah. day 
It, it was really cool though. I, I remember when I was up there, I did dog sledding, and that was in oh, Vanf, and nice, it was so man. much fun. It yeah. was so much cool. fun. Cool. That's cool. a good. That's a good way to spend your time when you're in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff there. So, uh, what else are you guys watching these days? I know Ted Lasso is a the big for you guys, right? I don't know if Sikander is as obsessed as I am, but yeah, like. <sighs> inject that show my, into my yeah. my it's entire personality is Ted Lasso <laughs> can I just say that I, I feel like this season is a bit <gasps> of a letdown like Have I you, love... the last two episodes though six Ooh. and seven yeah, no no the last episode was 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 good it was oh, fine no. but it was I feel like before that it was a little bit like I felt like they were grasping at storylines like that entire thing with like also it's kind of weird that someone who has and Noor brought this up, so I'll give her credit. My wife brought this up. She was like, isn't it kind of weird that, like, her boss, like, her lead investor is, like, coming on to her? Like, yeah. you, know what you know what I'm talking at, about? I like, if that was a different though. dynamic, like, if that was a dude, like, I don't know. I feel no, like we would that, all have flags, but. I think that it's, I do think it's a problem, but I think that that's part of the story. Because, like, they don't end up together. Roy and Keeley have to end up together. So, like, this is just mm. a thing in the thing, you know? Mm. Just time pass, time pass, time pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What but I, I, I do think they're stretching out the the losing streak quite a bit, mm -hmm. and I, I'm hoping that it's going to pay off, right? Because mm -hmm. like the more you stretch it, the more delayed gratification. I, mm -hmm. I can understand why you guys be like, oh, it's the, the season's not in. If they play it off right, like it'll be delayed gratification. It'll feel better because if they do it too short, and I feel like a lot of shows do it too, like, like they'll be like, oh, they're down for two episodes where they're losing, and then all of a sudden they're winning again, right? So I think they're they're stretching it out. They're trying to make you earn it. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a great payoff. Um, I, I I love Sam's storyline. That one just like blew me away. I love it. This Colin storyline is doing pretty well. I, I'm uh, you know, it, there's a lot of storylines that are happening in the background that are Jamie's really, really character development. Yeah, like the fact mm -hmm. that there's a problematic white man who can do better with the right, <laughs> like, like what a dream, with the right like that's, writing. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so good. Like, it's I just I really I think that they did a they're doing a really good job with character development, and I do agree, Scum. There, I feel like the first couple of episodes I was let down by of this mm -hmm. season, but then I realized that I felt the same in season two, like with the whole dog getting killed thing. I was like, what is this? But I feel yeah. like they're really actually very smart writers and I feel like they're going to tie it in. I'm like sure they, they will. Did. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's so like, it's, and yeah. I, and I thought episode six and episode seven were like incredible. Like six, especially was, I was absolutely, I was like, this is one of my favorite episodes of TV, like ever, I think. It's it one of those so I feel I, I feel like it's one of those shows where like regardless of how good it is or how bad that episode is, every episode does make me feel a little bit better than I went watching. Like I just yeah. leave that episode feeling better, and I need that because I can't afford therapy always. So that <laughs> <laughs> last one is therapy, but I agree. I think that like I like I'm a big comfort watcher, and like Sagander can probably attest to this along with the other people in my life who are like, you should watch this show, and I'm like, I will. It's on my list, and my list is just very long because I'm like, I need like low emotional stakes when I watch television. So I need to watch stuff I already know how it turns out. So I'm like mm. like rewatching like comfort things like Jane the Virgin and Brooklyn Nine Night and whatever. But like then with Ted Lasso, I'm like I any new episode, bring it on. Because I know that like the emotional like I'll be taken care of. Like Jason Sudeikis will hold me and it will <laughs> all be okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like there's a BuzzFeed <laughs> quiz about your personality. <laughs> 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 yeah, <right. laughs> like, what kind of person are you if you watch this show over and over yeah, again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there must be. It's in some DSM manual somewhere. Yeah, DSM five for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are also watching a show called Shrinking. So I don't watch that, but I know it's by the same people who did Ted Lasso. How is that show? Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Yeah, I also that I one just, I think hits for sure. I mean, it's also um, early, so we'll see. But yes, yeah, but it's but it's so it's basically like I think it's a really good commentary about grief. It's like Jason Siegel plays a therapist who is mourning the loss of his wife, um, trying to parent his teenage daughter, and then also, like, trying to be a therapist. Um, And Harrison Ford is in it, and Jessica Williams is in it, both of whom are incredible, especially Jessica Williams. Like, it's just really, again, like, really incredible character development, really smart writing. And, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. That's, like, a cool show because it's not, like, not every episode is a happy ending, but, like, you will, like you go through like the journey with them and and there's like really, really hilarious moments in every episode, but it's, it doesn't require you to be like, and then it wrapped up with like a perfect bow at the end Mm -hmm. of it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so I I think they did a really, really good job of like making it, making it smart and, and, and like respecting the audience, you know, which, which you can only really do in like a streaming platform like Apple TV or, you know, uh, yeah. hbo or something you know so I, I i'm a big fan of shrinking hopefully they don't mm-hmm. let down as we move forward yeah <laughs> that that cliffhanger at the end of season one was yeah. a good one yeah. okay all right i'm gonna get into all it. season one's out oh perfect all yeah. season one is out yeah 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 it's like only eight episodes or nine episodes. it's very short like, yeah. you'll, you'll or, be yeah, done yeah. tonight you'll be done tonight yes. <laughs> oh wow yeah. all right yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it i mean if bill lawrence and like he's the creator of scrubs like he doesn't miss he what doesn't miss yeah yeah <laughs> So it, it's it's really I mean it's not like Tiger King you're gonna enjoy it yeah trust me I couldn't finish Tiger King I didn't I didn't get I didn't into that one Tiger was like... King was Tiger King was just a thing that happened during the pandemic and we don't talk about yeah. it <laughs> collective fever dream and Yo, I saw it on Netflix again and I was like oh right I mean the the memes are like forever with us now which is I know. all that matters right. That I'll never financially recover from this. I've heard that. Like I hear that like once a once a week. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that Carol Baskin supposedly killed. Yeah, exactly. Husband, so. yeah. No, he was found alive. I know. <laughs> what? I know. That's so wild. Yeah. Wait, what? Was, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. Was found alive. Yeah. yeah. Like recently? Yeah, recently. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been a year ago, but like year, sometime yeah. in the last year. Yeah. Men gonna, faked his debt and went to a Latin com- country as if he's like some kind of mastermind. That's wild. Okay. And everyone's just blaming poor Carol. <laughs> it's tax evasion right there for you guys. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy. That's good, man. Uh, are you guys excited for any of the Marvel stuff that's coming out soon? I know Garden of the Galaxy is coming out. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I've kind of reached my Marvel threshold for the little in the next little while. Like, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even watch I didn't even watch Ant-Man. And, like, that was the oh, first I thing I, I, like, have fully skipped on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to probably end up watching it when it comes out on Disney Plus, but 
it's tough it's tough there's like too much like, yeah and that's the thing it's not great it's not great you know what i mean like if it was like oh my god like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch like you know in in the new spider-man like the uh into the spider-verse one right that for sure i'm gonna watch but i feel like unless there's like a reason like there's something buzzworthy happening i don't know i feel like i'm on a bit of a marvel hiatus obviously i'll watch the marvels and you know support but yeah, I, don't know. I feel I don't like know I also you, am yeah. a little over Chris Pratt. Like I can't, I can't oh, enjoy yeah. him anymore. So that's my one hesitation with Guardians, because like I loved the first one. Yeah, and he's everywhere. Second. He was just in Mario, like a so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How yeah. how was that? I feel like the three of you, I have not seen it. it yeah, it's it's good. Like it's exactly what you think it would be. It's not going to blow you away, but for what it is, it's pretty good. It's totally. it's actually better than I was expecting. Uh, but it's not like groundbreaking right it's good you'll enjoy it. take the kids you'll love it yeah i took my i took yeah i took my nephews and they, they enjoyed it yeah, I'll yeah. Do it. It's, but like it's kind of like jurassic park like when chris pratt came back with jurassic park it's like oh, okay yeah that was like a fun popcorn movie and that you move on you know what i mean like right. nothing groundbreaking or memorable which makes me now think whether chris pratt is just that you know he's like safe <laughs> vanilla yeah. like he's not gonna push the envelope yeah and just yeah. do that I feel like he was Post the same on Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec with that. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. on Parks and Rec, I feel like he was just safe and bland. Like, he didn't do anything crazy. or Really? Crazy. I thought on Parks and Rec, he was pretty good. Everything after that wasn't great. He's like, mm. on Parks and Rec in a way that I was like, this is weird. And, like, it's working. And you and Aubrey Plaza are therefore a very good couple on this show. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like after that, he got, like, normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> How dare he? How how I dare know. you get six pack abs and become yeah. normal? <laughs> Dude, even like like the like the bloopers for Parks and Rec are like when I'm in a sad mood, I will just put on bloopers from The Office or Parks and Rec okay, or the Mindy that. Project, and they're hilarious. And they're like some of the bloopers, like he was like a weird dude, and he was like farting <laughs> on at all of the time, and I just don't feel like he's doing that anymore. You know, like his essence is gone. Yeah, he he got a new wife. He's got like yeah. he, he's got a new church. He's I was gonna say, I'm like, isn't he like a, a pretty like strong born again Christian? Which like, yeah. you know, we're, all, we're we're all about like, like no problem. But interesting, <laughs> interesting character development. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's writing this show, yeah. fascinating mind. My- <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm pretty sure the the writing of our world was uh, jump the shark when the pandemic happened. <laughs> yeah, like whoa. weird stuff was going on. Yeah, <laughs> we should have been canceled. It was for sure Shonda Rhimes then. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're saying. She just goes every show. It starts off so strong, so good, and then it just takes a hard, yeah. hard left out. Yeah. Of How it. to get away with the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh man! So no, that's good. That one. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually excited for the return of the action movies, like uh, Mission Impossible. Like, yeah. I am excited for yeah, that. Me like, too. Th- that's going to be it. That's going to be yeah. big. John Wick. What? I didn't watch the new John Wick yet. I'm John like, oh Wick. yes, it was so good. It's so actually waiting. so good. Spoiled it for me. He's like, I don't. I'm not. I'm cool, bro. But like, he was like, I don't like this happen, and I was like what that happens and i then i was like well what is the point and so uh, rude dad but yeah i've i've it's very good <laughs> it's, it is very good yeah. i mean right, it's just I'm keanu reeves shooting people and going yeah what <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> do you need I'm, I'm, let's go <laughs> that's all i need yeah, i think oh, he man. says like 48 words in the whole movie <laughs> 
and in like, like all four movies combined. Yeah. Even better. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. No, that, I, I agree with you. I'm like looking forward to those big budget, like box office mastermind type movies. Yeah, like the Barbie movie. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I still haven't seen that movie. I need to go watch it. Is it what? out? No, it's not out yet. Oh, no, no. Okay. It comes out the same time as Oppenheimer. So that like Oppenheimer's oh, going against that. Barbie movie. Okay. Yeah. Double header. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Okay. All right. You gotta, wa- you gotta wash down Oppenheimer with Barbie. You know? Just I like, think I, I think it'll be hilarious yeah. if Barbie beats Oppenheimer. I think that'll be hilarious. I might just no, go I see. I think it. that'll be awful. I think that'll <laughs> compensate a lot about society and Hey. Hey. I, listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Listen, the Barbie movie has more diversity, okay? So it's one point oh, for diversity. Well, I mean, <laughs> the other one is historically accurate. So. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Can't really. We already know what happened. We don't know what happens in the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> Read a book, man. <laughs> you want to know. Yeah. Yeah, oh you don't God. need to see the Oppenheimer movie to learn. There's about. spoilers out for Oppenheimer, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> there's no suspense there. Life. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, that I don't know. Although I've heard there's a lot of like uh, controversy about the choice of Ryan Gosling as Ken. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Apparently, mm-hmm. he doesn't look like a Ken. I don't know what that means, but apparently, that's. He, I mean, he he doesn't he's not have buff like a... enough. Not oh, no, I, I mean this in the nicest way to Ken's out there, but like he doesn't have a stupid enough face. I agree with that. <laughs> like, he's like, you know how smart like, to be Ken. You, you know how like Channing Tatum and like John Cena are just like big and dumb looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the vibe. Like Ryan Gosling is not that. Fair enough, you know? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. Okay, fair enough. Like Channing Tatum would, yes. I feel like, made an excellent Ken. Yeah, yeah I, I could mean, see that. I, you know, yes. I could... I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> are you auditioning right now jazz for Ken? <laughs> I, I am actually offended because my boy john cena is the most wholesome guy he's the coolest guy ever no 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 what sophia is saying is if you if you judge a book by its cover yeah. as you should in this incredible situation. personalities yeah. and just look at them as physical specimens they look ah, okay right like they look like they Got couldn't it. objectify here we go objectify math. the man yeah yeah mm. <laughs> i were to spin the thing on the patriarchy here and <laughs> my man for a second yeah <laughs> i think there'll be more laughs in the barbie movie than there will be an Oppenheimer. i don't that debatable <laughs> chris nolan is underrated for his comedy skills yeah i feel like the barbie movie might have done something wrong if it's less funny than oppenheimer <laughs> greta, greta needed to maybe go back to the drawing board on that one i feel like people just i feel like this generation just likes to fuck with you like they're like you know what Let, wouldn't it be funny if we just happen to like donald trump as president like, let's do it guys <laughs> like like you never know with the generation anything could happen <laughs> i'm sure there was like more than a... no i feel like there was like more than a margin of error amount of people who went to the polling booth and were like this will be funny and then <laughs> yeah. donald trump and then next thing you know he's president <laughs> i can see that i can see that you americans i could see it We'll be Americans out there. It's not just Americans. Look at Brexit. That happened. That's, people that's like, yeah, might as well vote for it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it actually true. happened. Yeah. Uh, Number one question on Google in the UK after Brexit was, "What is Brexit?" Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like a true fact. This is wild. Well, yep. Listen, at least our president hasn't done brownface yet. <laughs> not yet. 
<laughs> you give it time. Joe's give not it. one. Left Listen, behind. representation matters. That's all we <laughs> We want a brown president, don't we? Yeah, exactly. One way or another. <laughs> oh man that's funny this was this was a good time man we really had a lot of fun with you guys uh we're about like the top of the hour but i want to let people know where they can go and find you guys so Sakanda, could you let people know where they can find you absolutely yeah so we're at moscow's film fest on pretty much all social media platforms tiktok instagram facebook twitter um if you search for the halal gap uh on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher wherever you find your podcast you'll find us there as well um, we do also have a dedicated instagram channel for the halal gap which is at the halal underscore gap let's put a little gap oh, between halal and gap so somebody's um, like the, hilarious the no we just you know we wanted to uh put the gap in there so uh, <laughs> there you go but i do think yes yeah, someone took at the halal gap and it was like one follower and he wouldn't respond and so yeah. rip. <laughs> rip indeed that's why you got to get it first, man. You got to get it I know, first. I know. Just claiming everything. From now the on. minute you have an idea, just buy that domain. Yeah, exactly. That's what Jeff did. We came up with an idea called Rista Bros. And Jeff went that day and bought all the domains for Rista Bro, the Instagram, the TikTok, the everything. We're going to start a Rista business one day. I love and, like, it. We, and we, we bought all the domains just you in case. Blow Simanti out of the water, man. I Yo, can't do it. Right. Do it. Yes. Do it. Yeah. We are men. We will see how much of a fuckboy other men are. Because, yeah. you know, reality is like, we've either yeah. done it or we can see right through it. Yeah. Yes. And so we can tell women, you know, hey, this is a good match or it's not. That's right. You know, <laughs> like, like who, profile, who, who, who else knows how to find a fuckboy than former fuckboys, right? Like, we have, <laughs> like we have the market. <laughs> yeah, I've done that trick before. Yeah. <laughs> and and also we'll have everybody we'll have we'll have everybody sign a document that says if they happen to be be a fuck boy and we didn't catch it we get to beat them up so like oh, everybody okay. wins i'm it's telling like you the boy island but the, the prize is yeah. beats from me <laughs> beat <like> down <laughs> listen it's going to be big guys it's going to blow team auntie out of the water just like you said <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have even one successful relationship yeah, you would already have already, already <laughs> beat team auntie out of the water that's true technically team auntie probably has some like negative matches because i'm sure a lot of those people hate oh each God. other now <laughs> wait did you know that it's twenty thousand dollars to yeah. get a consultation, a, just a consultation, not even yes. for her to like do anything. Oh, I thought That's that was wild. like the fee to like be no, part no. of her. Allegedly, it's just a consultation. Yeah, no, it's for her to like hey, meet you and tell yeah. you how your standards are too high and you need to like That's lighten wild. your skin and lose some weight and all that fun stuff that she tells people. You know what we should do on Rista Bros? I for that. I can just go on Facebook. <laughs> no, I, I got a better idea. I got a better Ask idea. My friends to roast me, and it's the same thing. Listen, for Rista Bros, we'll just bring them on the podcast and have two people date, and me and Jazz will just comment on the dating. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that, was right? a, that was a show, wasn't it? Where they'd like undercover, they'd like date, and then it'd be like, it was like a dating show where they were trying to prep someone, and they'd like send them on a date, but there'd be like cameras and mics, and they'd like comment on it. That was a I show, so. right? I think so. It probably was, right? Blind date? I don't know. I think it was called Blind Date. Or something. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, I don't anyway. know. But I don't know. Oh, I remember this. It was like an MTV show back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember this. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, like, good. I was like, yeah, did I just... All I know up. is Rista Bros is going to blow up one day and don't even try to take the, the handles because Jazz got them all. <laughs> and that's called forward thinking. That's right. That's right. Yep. You never know. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. We will always you. welcome you guys back if you ever want to come back. This was awesome. Uh, can't wait for Moscow. I'm going to put that on my calendar. And That's guys, go follow them. Uh, 
come to the Moscars. I'll be there. You want to hang out with me? You want to hang out with Jav? You want to hang out with Sekunder and Sofia? We're, we'll hang out with you, man. We'll have a party in, in, in the <laughs> hotel lobby with some Let's Canadian pizza. <laughs> Let's do it. Man. Pizza Unlimited, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right, Thank guys. you guys. Really appreciate uh, having us on. Thanks. Guys. No problem, man. This was a fun time. This was a fun conversation. We had a great time. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace. Salam, nerds. <laughs> Boop.